Hello, everybody. My name is Jason. I'm here with Kevin. It is my pleasure to welcome you to another edition of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. If you're a new listener, we take uh, we take uh, once a week to give our two cents on what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. We mostly stick to WWE and AEW, but on occasion, we'll sprinkle in a little NXT, maybe New Japan, and ROH. If you'd like to get updates on when our show goes live or interact with our podcast, uh, pull me up on your Twitter account and type in at LiveYourGimmick. That's the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. What the fuck is Mike doing? I don't know. And then just go ahead and click and give us a follow. Um, as you heard there, I got Kevin with me. No Michael this week. Uh, so typically if you, if you're, again, if you're a new listener, there's usually three of us, but, uh, but yeah, just me and Kev, Michael may do a pop in later. And if we do, we'll get the, we'll get to do our contest that I promised last week. But if he doesn't show up, then it's just going to be Kevin. I, you got your, you got yours written out. <laughs> I, I had to write out, I had wrote out real small, but I had to write out in big Sharpie. And you see it, it covers a whole uh, yellow page. So, no, I, I wanted to ask you like off air, but since Mike's not on, I can just ask you here. Yeah, because he's not going to listen to it anyway. Yeah, were we allowed to take like a dig at each other? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Good. I mean. Because like, cause I, this is a dig, it, it like, it, it have it has puns attached to before and behind it okay and there's like a nice little dig in between so i figured it'd be okay okay yeah it's definitely fine and, 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 and it'll probably definitely like win you over so okay i mean it, it is a promo so i mean it, you know promos typically you're gonna take some shots at your opponent so all right cool yeah we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later but um but yeah, I mean, um, without further ado, how, how you been, Kev? I guess we can we can catch up. I haven't talked in a couple of days, so how, how's everything um, going with you? Oh, okay. Still, you know, just hanging in there, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, Ava didn't get to play at Lake tonight. They canceled the game last minute, so. That sucks. After all that inviting, of, <laughs> you, I know you guys couldn't make it and reaching out to my family and stuff, uh, it got canceled anyway. Uh, so. That's annoying. Yeah, so... Why did it get canceled? It was a beautiful day out. You know, everybody keeps asking me that, too. They're like, wait, wait, why did it get canceled? Like, there's no way. And I, the only thing I can think of is that their varsity team, I think, had a home playoff game tonight. So maybe, like... Oh, uh, okay. But, well, according to the coaches, they said, oh, uh, we didn't know. We didn't have it on our schedule. Well, the rest better they, call somebody. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But then, but Ava's coach is like, well, you reached out to me. Right. So, yeah, right. obviously complete fucking confusion. So, Sounds like good. it. Well, hey, uh, speaking of daughters and softball, Lily wouldn't have been able to come anyway tonight because she spent some time at the hospital because she has some, like, stones in her gallbladder and is probably going to have to have it removed. So she's going to need that's surgery true. here pretty soon. So that's going to put a uh, dent in her softball season. She may not get to play much um, within the next couple of months. So we'll see how, oh, we'll see what happens with that. So <laughs> well, stay tuned. Yeah. Gotta love kids, right? <laughs> God. All right. But no, we're not here to talk about all that. We're here to talk about pro wrestling and specifically now uh, we're going to focus mostly on WWE and a little bit of AW tonight. And I do have a little bit of NXT 2.0 to sprinkle in just to kind of get your take. But Let's start off with what happened last night at WrestleMania Backlash. 
Um, so overall, you know, it, on paper, you know, this is a smaller show, right? It's not one of their big events. It's not Money in the Bank, which I need to add that to our agenda. We need to talk about Money in the Bank. Let me just go ahead and type that in towards oh, the yeah. end here. There, 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 was, there was a lot of innuendos. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, it, yeah, it's not Money in the Bank. It's not Royal Rumble. You know, it, it's one of those shows where... You know, nobody really has high expectations for it, but then you know you see the card on paper and you're thinking, eh, it could be okay. Uh, but then, honestly, I, I think it kind of exceeded the expectations. You know, for so kicking it off, which I thought was a perfect way to kick it off, we got we got Cody and Seth too. I I gotta be honest, and maybe it was because you know maybe the nerves or maybe Cody just wasn't quite in the ring shape he needed to be in. But I thought this one. You know, I thought their match at WrestleMania was good. I thought this one was a thousand times better. Oh yeah, I mean, by far, like like you said, I think maybe you know the preparation. They probably you know now they had the preparation um, going into this. Not to say they probably did it before, because obviously I'm sure Seth knew he was facing Cody. Yeah. Um, but like you said, just probably the jitters, the nerves. I mean, and with all, you know, I mean, um, you you expect that. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a, like, I, I'm fine with how Cody, like, maybe even started that match or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I totally agree that it was by far, like, a, a much better match. And, I mean, just one of those, like, hot damn like what a way to fucking open a show like right <laughs> kind of one of those things like you know good luck following that i think some did mm-hmm. but still like just an absolute like amazing match like cody is just like so over right now and i just i hope it's something that like continues it's not i hope it's not like a flash in the pan thing like it was a fucking Meltzer said that or whatever. Yeah. Cause he just figured that's what's going to happen. But like he, he's, he's playing his role. Well, like you could tell he's just like, kind of like Orton at this stage in his career. He's just enjoying coming to work. Yeah. He's so, having fun. You can tell he's having yeah. fun. And he's actually like pretty smart because like he fits the role of somebody that can be, they're in a higher up position for a long time. Yeah. Eventually. You know what I mean? Like, you know, take the neck tattoo away, but like <laughs> he dresses the part, he talks the part, like he knows business side of wrestling. You know what I mean? So I think Vince like totally appreciates that. So yeah, just speaking, speaking of the neck tattoo, did you see what Jerry Lawler had to say about that? I did not. So Jerry Lawler, on I think I'm, this was on on Raw Talk. Had, I'm still here. I just had to go off camera. Sorry, that's okay. <laughs> I I believe it was on Raw Talk. Had something to say about the neck tattoo. Let's see. Where is? I'm gonna see if I can find it real quick because now I feel like I'm. I just kind of I didn't. I didn't think about it before the show when prepping for it, but now that you just said that, the neck tattoo just kind of popped up in my head. So now I'm going to 
I'm going to have to Google it and find out. But, yeah, anyway, it, to your point, though, it, it definitely was was a really good match. And theory is that uh, they're going to put the – that they're they're putting Cody in the uh, United States Championship picture. I guess he has a match against Theory uh, tonight. So, the, so they, yeah, so they've been promoting it all night, like, 10 o'clock – like, at 10 o'clock. Like, they've been saying it two or three times. Like, okay. at 10 o'clock, like, making sure people are watching at 10 o'clock, like – that you know hey this match is happening so you know um not that you want to but like i almost like i almost like text you off air too like hey we should almost like do a half-ass watch along with it but yeah you know but i know we'll have it on the background so um yeah Yeah, i i kind of just started at maybe i should fast forward you said it's gonna be at 10 yeah all right I'll, i'll i'll turn it back on i'll skip ahead in here in a second I just want to see if I can find those comments. Jerry, Cody. I know this is riveting audio, folks. Sorry about that. Eh, you know. Uh, you you own the show, so who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I found it. It, it was on Ringside News. Um. He said, uh, when is somebody going to talk about the elephant in the room? Or should I say the elephant on his neck laughs? Come on, man. Why don't, why don't he just go full Mike Tyson and get the stupid, get, get something stupid tattooed right on his face. The guy comes out tonight looking like a cheap car salesman. He shouldn't even be in the same ring with Seth freaking Rollins. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) That was on raw talk. How about that? <laughs> wow, you think it's, is that a shoe? I, I don't know. I mean, he said it in on WWE TV, so definitely could just be to get heat. Because that's Jerry Lawler's character in a nutshell. You know, he's always going to be that kind of heel announcer. So uh, I, I can see it going either way, honestly. But I feel like there's got to be a little bit of truth to it. But I don't think it's anything he wouldn't have maybe said to his face, though, too. So... But, uh, but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. And, and it is like, that's, that's the thing. When you look at Cody, it is like a, it, it does pop right out at you. And it is kind of an eyesore. I'm not saying, you know, people can't look good with tattoos on their neck. It's just such a huge piece though. Think about what you just said there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are some people that they can pull it off, you know, and, but most, most people, that can pull off a tattoo on their neck also have tattoos all over the rest of their body though too. And, yeah, and, just, and that's the thing. Has, he just has green on his chest. Like, and that's I'm, it. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, and I was, the funny thing was I was looking at that last night and I was just like, you know, and then just thinking about like the promo, you know, the, the video package he did for money in the bank. And I'm just like, and then you just see, obviously, like, you know, he, like I said, Cody dresses like amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean, like he, he, he fits the part and, but like that, it's just right there. Like, why not just like, like even like do the top of your back or something like that. You know what I mean? Like do a fucking tramp stamp. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go Batista and just put it around your belly button. I mean, yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just kind of, it's kind of odd to me. I don't know. Yeah, that, like that—that's the type of tattoo that would look good, like on the like on a shoulder blade, like on the back of his shoulder or something like that. But like right smack dab on his neck, man, it is a little jarring. Now, if he yeah. eventually like gets that whole left 
was on his right side, that whole right side, like, tatted up, that's one thing, because then it kind of blends in. But when it's just there by itself, even, it's like... Even if, he did, even if he did something around the back of his neck to the left side, and then maybe kind of went down his shoulders. Yeah, I don't you know. You know what I mean? But, I mean... Something that, to something to even it out, or I, I don't know. Maybe 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 just get something on the right side too, so it balances. I, maybe that's my problem. Maybe it just doesn't balance out. Maybe he needs well, the same it, symbol on the other side. <laughs> it just it just sticks out like a fucking sore thumb. It really does, but you know that that doesn't have anything to do with his character or what he does in the ring. But you know, more power to Cody. I I, I think I think that match was fantastic. I I loved. You know. Um, CBS.com is where I'm pulling this information from. They gave the match an A, which I, I can't disagree with the grade. They did say okay. that um, the they did say that uh, that the the formula was thrilling, but the constant false finishes can diminish the impact of their finishing moves. Seth never hit the stomp, and Cody only hit the crossroads one time, and Seth kicked out of it. The second time he rolled through. And went to hit him with it twice, like he did at WrestleMania. But then Seth countered it, which I thought was bril- was was brilliant. I thought that was very well done. And even how he even how he countered into it a couple of times to get him there was really cool too. I just thought that the chain wrestling was was fantastic between the two of them. Yeah, and I honestly don't mind sometimes people kicking out of finishers because you know if, if you kick out a finisher two minutes into the match, then I have a problem with it. But when you're like twenty some minutes into a match, you have to like almost figure in. This is where like maybe where I think, and even you, maybe some people out there like think, but a lot of people don't. Is like think about the psychology of the match. You're twenty some minutes in. Okay, yeah, he just hit his finisher and Seth kicked out. Well, maybe he didn't get all of it. You know, and that's where like commentators like need to come in more with like he kicked out, but I don't think Cody got all of it. I mean. This has been such a grueling match, and you know what I mean? Like, so you got to think about that. Like I said, if it's like, you know, a few minutes into it and that, that happens or whatever, okay, yeah, maybe that's a little hokey. I'm, or if you're having so many false finishes quickly into a match. Yeah. Later on in the match, you know what I mean? Like, it, that's where you got to tell the story of, like, okay, he's digging down deep or she's digging down deep to, you know, well, right. kick it's, out of it, so... It's believable that somebody's tired too and doesn't hit the move the same with the same impact that they would earlier in the match. You know, if if you're if you're tired, you're you, you to your point, you're not getting all of it, right? You're 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 mm-hmm. not delivering it with the same amount of impact. So yeah, it, it definitely it could be told right, and that that's something that Cody was a guest on after the bell two weeks ago. And he he mentioned this with his conversations with like Jim Ross is that the commentators, the commentators put the lyrics to the music that the performers put on in the ring, and I thought that was a pretty interesting take on that. That that you know when you think about it, they're they're lyrics to the to the soundtrack. So the the, the wrestlers are in the ring writing the song, but then but then the commentators are putting the lyrics to it. So I thought that was a good way to kind of describe that because he was talking about how the how the commentators called the match at WrestleMania and, and everything. And to your, to your point, you said that, um, you said that Bobby Lashley, or you said that, uh, what would follow that? Or how do you follow that? Well, they followed it with Bobby Lashley versus Omos. I'll be a hundred percent with you. I didn't, I didn't mind this match at all. I, you know, I didn't either. Like, 
and, and I was just like, you know, scrolling through. And of course, you know, Meltzer will give his opinion, this and that, and everything. And like, he'll say this or that. He still said it was a terrible match. I'm like, well, what do you expect? Did you expect it to be Okada and Omega in the Tokyo Dome? Right, Dome? right. I mean, like, for what it, like, here again, like, to me, um, another rematch that was better than before. Yeah. So, and you know what? Like, I mean, they still went almost, they went almost like 10 minutes or something like that too, which is a lot for them. And like, honestly, like to, to date, like definitely Omos is best showing. I give Bobby Lashley a ton of credit for that. Yeah. Um, but it was also a good story because like Bobby still had an out. You know what I mean? Like MVP with the cane to the face and then the finish. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, on, honestly, I another one of those matches that, um, this honestly for me was like okay yeah calm down piss break but like I came back and watched like the last like six seven minutes <laughs> right. and I was like hey yeah because I, I I went upstairs to check on Katie and talk to her I was like oh this match is on it's okay I'll come back and then I come back I'm like wow this match is still like this is actually still going on I was actually kind of surprised because I think I did a few things Omos was coming out right so I went upstairs and I think I was upstairs for like a good like two or three minutes and when I came back down I heard Bobby Lashley's music going, so I figured the match had already been over, but here it had just started. Like, they were just starting it. I was like, oh, okay. And then I ended up watching the whole thing and was pleasantly surprised. I was like, holy shit, this is actually pretty damn good. I mean, it wasn't, you know, obviously it's it's not going to be Omega and Okada or it's not going to be, you know, Jericho and you know, Moxley or, you know, whatever, insert good match here. Or it's not going to be, you can insert almost anything. You can insert Hogan warrior. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to be, it's not going to be Brett, Mr. Perfect at SummerSlam, but it was, you know, it was two big guys and and they were going after each other. And Omos actually looked like he can move in the ring a little bit better than what he typically does. So I I give him some credit there. And, And honestly, I'm fine with him. Like, He's he's got to work that Andre style, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. no, he's a monster. There, he's got to be. No, there's no other way. Like to me, honestly, like I think he's, you know, he's a much better athlete than like Kali. Oh you know yeah. What I mean? Like oh I yeah. Mean, he's, he, I mean, physically, just he he looks he just is in amazing shape. I mean, you don't weigh four hundred some pounds, and I mean that dude's pretty fucking lean. Yeah. You know I mean for his for his height and everything and his frame he's fucking a lean lean you know what i mean i mean Ka- kali looked like he walked on stilts yeah. you know like, like just the way his legs moved and everything like omos actually has control over his body like he yeah, looks it was like natural kali, it, was, it was like kali had like three knees on each leg yeah yeah <laughs> like he was trying to like control you know, each you yeah, know, it's like he would like kick out his off. yeah, he would kick out each 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 uh, part of his leg. He had to like move at a different time or something. Yeah. But. So no, I I mean for me, I mean I'd give it like a C plus honestly, and that, and that and that's a pretty good grade for that. That is exactly what CBS.com gave this oh, match okay. a C plus. Yeah. I like that. that's pretty good. <laughs> All right, and then we got the rematch between AJ Styles and Edge. I, I thought this was a, a fun match. I thought they told a good story. It was it was slightly different than the WrestleMania match. the the whole The whole idea with um, you know it basically was just a, a way to get to the end though, because you knew you knew something was coming, whether it was going to be Finn 
Finn turning or if it was going to be, you know, somebody, but we got the Rhea Ripley and man, the crowd popped for that. I don't know if that's what they really wanted, but the crowd got pretty lit for uh, when they unveiled yeah. Rhea as the, as the person that, that attacked AJ. And me personally, and somebody else had a point on Twitter about how like they would have, or maybe it was Bully Ray. He, I think he said like, I would wait to reveal until tonight who it was. Yeah. You can kind of tell, though, because of her pants. Yeah. yeah, I mean. That's what I'm saying. If if she would have been dressed a little different, maybe had, like, like, she should have had gloves on. Yeah. Because right there, you can kind of tell. And then, like, once she got in the ring, um, and, like, I saw the boots and stuff, and just her frame, I was like, that's Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, even though Finn Balor, you know it's not Ciampa. (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah, you knew that wasn't Champa. And, and, you know, it was kind of interesting, too. Like, uh, Byron Saxon was like, who is he? Who is he? I want to know who he is. Yeah. He kept saying that. Oh, I was like, well, well, obviously that's not a man. I don't know what. Well, I, <laughs> I, I want to go back real quick to the Cody Rollins match where Byron had a comment that kind of, like, w- was horrible comment. How he, it was him, it was him or Jimmy Smith. Basically, was saying I think it was Byron. Basically, like Cody hasn't like wrestled in six years, so he was making it like you know ring rust, and he hasn't competed. Basically, he, I think he basically said hasn't competed, and thank God Corey Graves like corrected <laughs> him and was like, "Well, he's been competing elsewhere. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not like he it's not like he hasn't. You know, what I mean, the guy's a great athlete. He's been competing elsewhere. He trains every day. You know, what I mean, so like." <laughs> I was like, oh my god, come on! Like they just yeah. like literally, literally do not want you know. Not that they have to acknowledge AEW. Like I mean, they acknowledge AEW on the Broken Skull sessions. Yeah, I mean they acknowledge it on After the Bell too. I mean he talked a lot about AEW on yeah. there. So, but like for Byron, that was kind of I think that was a Vince and Corey's here. God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> it's not like he hasn't done anything. So. Yeah, no, I, 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 I can understand that, and that was kind of a at least they at least Corey did correct it, but um, but yeah, I, I mean back to Edge and AJ. I mean, I, I thought the the match was fun. Uh, I don't know where this rivalry is going to go from here. I, you know, I still it looked like did did Balor have a match against Priest on Raw? Um, so it ended up being. I kind of fast forwarded a little bit to it. I'm trying to think what it was. I. Because I saw it was Rhea and no. Liv, but then it looked like Balor yeah, Rhea, came out at some point. It, it was Rhea and Liv, and then I don't know if it turned into Rhea and Priest versus Liv and Balor. Oh, okay. Um, but then, like, AJ came out, and then, like, Rhea, like, turned uh, um, AJ around, and AJ, like, was going to, like, you know, like he was going to hit her, but he yeah. stopped. And then Edge, Edge coming out tonight, too, um... New haircut. Oh, I'll have to. Okay, yeah, I gotta go back and rewatch because it, it looked like Alexa Bliss came back tonight too. She did. So she's okay. Demanded, yeah, she demanded a match, and she's like, you know, I don't care who my opponent is, and it, like it was like Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. So that you know all that speculation. Oh, they don't have anything for Alexa Bliss. One, she got married. Two, she had surgery on her nose. Yeah. So and three, and three like yeah. now now look at it. it's like oh my gosh she's back awesome okay, right cool. yeah yeah something, same thing so, when some things 
or worth waiting for. Some you know? same thing when Bailey comes back. It's gonna be a big moment for for when she comes back. But is she ready? Isn't she ready to come back? She should be. Yeah. All right, and then we got what was, in my opinion, the match of the night, and that was the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. I'm not in my head in agreement. I, I, I was I was thinking about this on my way home from work, talking, thinking about our show the night, talking about this show, and I was like, God, because I really liked pretty much almost every match, and I was thinking, like, what was the match of the night? So, go ahead. Yeah, this this by far, you know, being the old style I quit match where the referee has the microphone, they actually have to say the words I quit. I thought that was a great touch and just man, the, the snugness at which they were working. I mean, both both of them really beat the shit out of each other, honestly. You know, when when Ronda had the microphone over by the announce table and Charlotte laid in that kick Dude, that looks so fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. It looked like she caved in her face. And, you know, and, and Ronda with the, the chair and the arm bar and everything, like, that was oh, just then, like, just absolutely yeah. insane. Well, because for me, when Charlotte said Happy Mother's Day, and it was like Ronda just fucking snapped. Yeah. And I, yeah. I love that. I love that she just immediately snapped, drug her, drug her arm in between the chair, and then she said, what did she say? She said she doesn't quit. And then, you know. The line of the night. I was hoping you say that, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> if her voice didn't crack a little bit, which, you know, whatever, understandable, right? right? Um, but her doing that, and then because you know, as soon as Rhonda, when she bends the arm a certain way, it's like that's that's one thing. It's I like it, it's real. Right. Like when Ronda, Ronda bends somebody's arm a certain way, it, they immediately tap, and I love that. Yeah. So, and, and to me, why this probably was bet- matching a night um, is because I did not expect what we saw. Yeah. Not one bit. Like I thought this was probably. I honestly thought I thought Bobby and Omos was going to be a better match. <laughs> just, <laughs> n- n- not really, but just because I think because of the build and stuff and like. It just hasn't clicked so well, but like, man, they fucking deliver. And, yeah. And and I'm hoping like Rhonda like could even say to like Charlotte, hey, you know, go ahead and lay a few into me. You know what I mean? Like, because Charlotte's probably say the same thing. You know what I mean? Like they just they potatoed and beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. And it it was it was awesome and like easily could have been the main event. Yeah, and honestly, like if, we, if we would have known they were gonna put that type of match on, it should have been the main event. Should have been the main. That could have been the main event, and then you, going back to my point last week, like I don't, you know, you didn't need I need Roman on the show. No. Did it help? Yeah, but I think that like looking at the matches and stuff, and like if you would have known that that was gonna happen, that that's your main event. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about it. I mean, I, I it, it's a match I almost want to go back and watch too. And and the the little me things. Too because, me too, because I had to like take some breaks and stuff. Like, I had to go to the bathroom break, get yeah. some drinks or whatever. So like that's like a match. Yeah, me too. Like I need to just like sit down and rewatch. Well, and and it's also one you want to listen to with the sound up because there was this little subtleties of the the two of them talking shit to each other. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, just like and, and cussing at each other, stuff like that. I mean, just the. Just the 
it really drove home that they just do not like each other, and it was it was great. I mean, it, they they did a great job of of portraying everything in that match. So, hats off and, to Ronda and Charlotte. And it's gonna be even that much better, like once Charlotte's like ready to come back, right? After taking her time off, which she des- you know, get married deserves. Like it's it it. I think it's gonna be good for Ronda, but now it's a matter of okay. Who's going to be there? You know what I mean. Like who's Ronda's next thing? I think almost yeah. you need you need it to where like Ronda is almost should be limited dates attraction type, and we'll talk about the other person. Yeah, who's going to be yeah. heading that heading that direction. But I think that's what needs to happen. So who who do you, who do you think maybe Bailey? Do you think she makes a surprise return in that? Because you get I it mean, if you want to keep Ronda a baby face, you need a strong heel to go against her and. There was my, yeah, but, the, but she's gonna get such a good crowd reaction when she comes back. Those the only problem. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, if so, maybe not for a while. Like, I think you know you need to feed Ronda some people she can work well and beat for a while. Because if you if you just bring Bailey back right away and then like Ronda beats her and then Ronda gets pissed off because she's getting booed and Bailey's cheered. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, maybe not yet. Or do we? Or do we eventually get the Ronda Bianca title unification? Do you think down the road? Um, I could see that. I, I would I, honestly. I would, I would love it to be Ronda and Becky. Yeah, I, w- I would want Becky to That's, be the champion I mean, to first. Me, to me, yeah. like, like if they're thinking like, you know. Another unification, like especially for maybe WrestleMania, like that's that's what they need to start building towards right now. Mm. To me personally, is even if Charlotte's in it too, because now you have that rematch. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I still think you just haven't gotten that Becky Ronda match, and that's that really needs to happen. So, um, yeah. No, nah, I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, and then, you know, we have to have another let-up match after that, and what we got was Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin. Now, not that this was a bad match by any stretch. The crowd was absolutely dead for it. There, oh, yeah. was, there was nothing there. Here's here's my thing. I don't mind Madcap Moss, and I, I don't mind Madcap Moss as a, as a babyface, but if he's going to be a babyface, he needs to get rid of the fucking suspenders and short shorts <laughs> And yeah. and loafers because he looks like a he looks like an obnoxious heel like that his mm-hmm. character still looks like that obnoxious heel he hasn't evolved at all from from who he was other than other than now he's going up against a, a bigger heel than what he was and he's hitting a few funny jokes on him that are actually kind of funny but. Yeah, I mean, but the match overall, I, th- I thought it was a good match for what it was, but it was definitely a let-up match, and there was just no crowd response whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing really... I mean, it, it was what it was. Like, I'm not going to shit on it. I'm not going to really... There's nothing to praise, but there's nothing to really shit on. So, right. <laughs> it is what it is. Exactly. And then, the main event of the evening. The Bloodline versus... R.K. Bro McIntyre? Mc, Mc, <laughs> R.K. McBro. R.K. McBro. That's how they did it. That's right. R.K. McBro. So, I, dude, this match was crazy. Dude, <laughs> it was, you know what? It, and I was hoping it would get like this because immediately in my mind I was like, man, I want, like, you know, chaos, like, you know, Wyatt's versus S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, it was very much like that. Yeah, Shield, Shield, Shield versus um, you know Team Hell No, and who was it? 
Ryback or yeah, yeah, somebody. You know what I mean? Like six man like chaos like that. And it started out like they paced it so well, and then like you got the chaos and like Cole McAfee and Corey Graves, like those three together are awesome. And yeah, like, I'll tell you, th- this was some of like. And I was just noticing, like, and I, and I give kudos, honestly, to Pat McAfee. Like, Michael Cole is just, like, on a different level now with his calls. And I think a lot of it is the excitement he gets from Pat. Mm-hmm. Like, when they push the stuff off the table and Pat's like, they just pushed my pencil off the table. And he's like, you haven't taken a note since you've worked here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? But, like, but just you could, the, the cracking and almost losing his voice, Michael Cole, when... Orton started hitting the fucking RKO's like yeah. crazy. Like he he hit the RKO from a Superman punch. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, honestly, like to me, Riddle's RKO that he hit was awesome. Oh my! I mean, that God. was like, great. Like it might not have been the best match of the night, but actually, it was probably if I I would say Ronda and Charlotte was probably the best match. This might have been my favorite match. Of the yeah, it was it was just a lot of fun. I mean, it was a it was like a pinball game. Like it was just back 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 and forth, back and forth. You know, people bouncing off of things and ricocheting off of things, and it was just very hard hitting. It was it was just a lot of fun. It, it was great, and, and they're really trying to build McIntyre into that next opponent opponent for Roman, though. Well, you know what I love too, Jason was like he would do something to like say Jay, and he would look right at Roman, mm-hmm. and then he he would do another thing, and he looked right at Roman, like. Mm-hmm. Just, just like the storyline, like with it, and just like all the booking with it, and I forget who they said. I don't know if they said it was it uh, Jamie Noble. No, Jamie Noble is the one that produced both Rollins and Seth's matches. Oh, uh, okay. And he's been getting big praise for that. And I forget who um, somebody else we know like helped produce this one, like with Paul Heyman and stuff, and like. Just, just amazing. Like, yeah, you know, blew it out of the water. Like to me, like this, Becky, or excuse me, this, the Ronda, Charlotte, and then Cody and Seth, like all like it's pretty made, close to five, five star matches, four stars, five star matches. Yeah, it just it just made it that much better of a show, and it was perfect too. I mean, the show is about what two and a half hours long. It wasn't ridiculously long. There's only like six matches on the card. It didn't have to be a ridiculous one. The pacing of the show was really, really yeah, good. it was well done. Yeah, it was great. It made it it made it fun to watch, start to finish. You know, so I I would definitely give I would definitely give WrestleMania Backlash a big thumbs up. I mean, I thought I thought it was a really good show. Um, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was capped by by just a lot of fun. And even though it wasn't the unification match that we hoped for, that I was hoping for. Now, it still ended up being a really good match. Did you see the beginning of Raw? I yeah. did. Yeah, they're not letting that okay. go. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, we'll see. Maybe they're possibly changing minds or yeah, what. yeah. Which no. I know. So. Yeah, and, and I, I think maybe I, I think honestly, I think I think the plan is to still unify the title. I think really what boiled down to it was they wanted to add a little bit more star power to the show to make it a bigger event. That's why they added Drew and Roman. I, and you know, and and obviously Roman's got to be feeling okay because some of those, some of what he took in that match, he he can't he can't really do a lot of what he was doing with a bum shoulder. So he he seemed like he he seems like he's healed up from whatever might have happened to him at the end of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, but yeah, um, all right, man, yeah. Speaking, so that, speaking speaking of Roman, yeah, 
signed a new deal today. Yeah, so so first the, the storyline here is is a little interesting because one he was in the UK um, on on tour. I think I think they were just in the UK or somewhere, and he got on the microphone at a live event oh, and said that actually New Jersey. Oh, it was Jersey. Okay, my fault. Yeah. For some reason, I thought they said I thought I read it was UK, but all right. So they were in Jersey, and he got on the microphone and said, "Yeah, I don't know if I'll be back here." You know, like basically hinting at this might be the end for him, like the end of his contract or the end of his his run. Apparently, he said he's entering a new stage in his life and is going to be taking some time off. And then right after that, today, we got the news that Roman signed apparently a new contract, but his dates are going to be a little bit more limited. So what what do you think is going on for Roman right now? I just, I just think that, like, by him saying that, it just means, like, he's probably, like, mostly done with house shows, I would say. Maybe an appearance here or there, but he, but I guess he's been working, like, house shows like crazy. Okay. And I, I think it's just, he's going to, he's, he's probably, it's probably, I don't, I don't want to say, they might limit some of his appearances a little bit, but it's probably, like, a limiting of matches and stuff. So I would say house shows and like he's he's obviously going to probably work the four big shows and then you know maybe like a Money in the Bank and maybe one or two others you know yeah. what I mean so I just think it's 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 goes along with my theory that like they want him to hold the title to at least next WrestleMania so negotiated a deal with him saying we'll pay you this much more X, you know, dollars and we're going to limit your dates because they, I mean, if that's what you want to do, you got to get some longevity out of the guy because he's been running so fucking hard and with all his, you know, health issues and everything, you know what I mean? Like it's a smart move by both of them. So, so I, yeah. And, and I wrote this out before I, I learned about the, the contract thing, but you know, assuming let's let's say let's say Roman is thinking about you know I mean I'm I'm gonna kind of become more like a part time or something like that. With with him right now being as hot as he is, is it too soon to bow out and and say okay I'm I'm taking a step back, or is it a good thing because of because of his health reasons and and things like that? Like I I just feel almost like I, I feel like we're we waited all this time for Roman to really like find himself and to hit his stride. And then he finally does. And now he's talking about walking I mean, away. And it's like, Oh dude, like we need a few more years out of this. Like what's going on? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things like until like it happens, I guess we'll worry about it then. Yeah. But, like as far as house shows, like, I mean, to the casual fan, like, that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, right. Well, they don't do a whole lot of live event or house shows now anyway. You know, they're, they're, their schedule isn't what it used to be. They're not doing them every day of the week. They, you know what I mean? They are they are a little bit more limited than what they were. But, yeah, to that point, you know, I could see that. I mean, he doesn't need to be. Or even if he is, you know, he, he can make an appearance. But at the same time, I guess, why even bother having him travel there if he's only going to come out and wave his hand to the crowd? But yeah. and really, he's just been in six man matches on every live event that they've had. So trying to take it easy doing that. But um, but yeah, you know, it, it just overall, you know, 
I, I I guess I'm just curious to see where it goes from there. I am ex- I I am happy that he, I heard he signed a new deal because at least he's not just completely walking away. Because before it seemed like he was possibly completely walking away. Maybe he wants to get into an acting career. Maybe he wants to go make movies, something like that. You know, maybe he sees what his cousin's doing and thinks, oh, I could do that." Which I don't well, think he can. He doesn't have you, the personality the Rock has. But but did you hear about the AEW offering him? I did, yes, yes, I did. Ten million dollars a year. Yeah, here's 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 the thing though. Uh, To say that Tony Khan offered him anything is contract tampering. So there's no way in hell (laughs) that they offered him any type of contract because they can't. When somebody is under contract with another company, you cannot legally offer him a contract. No. So I, that's uh, there's got to be some bullshit in those numbers too. But. Oh, I'm sure. And honestly, I don't think like in the end of the day, would Tony Khan love to have Roman Reigns? Sure. Yeah. But I don't think he like would spend. Ten, I mean, he wasn't going to spend the money for Brock Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I, I doubt he was going to spend. Well, that and, and look at and look at their talent roster. I mean, at some point, dude doesn't have ten million a year to throw around. I mean, they have. He's paying a lot of people right now, and he's paying a lot of people a good amount of money. Now, I know some of those guys took deals because they wanted the creative freedom, so maybe they're not taking as much money as they would make in WWE, but they're still getting paid. You know, they're still they're still getting cash. You know that they are. I mean, yeah, so, I, would say, <laughs> I, would, I would say, like, anybody that's, off the top of my head, that's at least two or three million a year. I mean, you got to figure Young Bucks, Jericho, Moxley, probably Brian. Probably Brian and Punk. Brian and Punk. Oh, I'm sure Punk. Punk might be. I, I, <sighs> I knew for a while Moxley was the highest paid. Like, he was yeah. getting, like, five million, five million a year. I knew Jericho was getting, like, three a year. So, I'm sure Punk is probably, like, six or seven. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, they they, um, they, they, they got to have some ridiculous numbers on some of those contracts. Because, you know, pay, people are only going to take so much of a pay cut for that creative freedom. So, yeah, they're not making as much as they would with WWE, but they're yeah. still making good money or else they, they would have taken the WWE offer that was now, given them. Now, now, I can imagine some of the talent that doesn't, like, say, you know, say, like, Darby Allen makes, like, you know, 200000 a year. He yeah. may make more, but let's say that, right? And I can see Darby Allen going and saying, like, finding out, like, oh, well, Chris Jericho makes $3 million, and then he goes into Tony Khan and says, hey, Hey, what, what you know? What's up with this or whatever? And it, it makes me think back to a story McFoley told about one of his first contracts. He was on a show with like, uh, or it was a payout. It was him and Don Morocco. Okay, <laughs> and, and, and Mick had just started on the business, and Don had, you know, Morocco had been around forever at that point, and he was uh, mad about his payout because Don Morocco had like many more zeros than he did, and the promoter said. Or he asked him, he asked the promoter, so why is this, or whatever, and the promoter said, um, because Don's a big star, and you're not. <laughs> so it's the same philosophy. Yeah. So if there's anybody in there in AEW, it's like, well, you're a big star, and but you're not. <laughs> I almost I almost got to kind of wonder, though, with, with you know, Darby's a great example because of what he puts his body through. So, you know, you see a guy that doesn't take a whole lot of bumps probably making – three to five mil and Darby's probably making like a hundred thousand. And you, you know, you're like, well, wait, why am I 
literally killing myself to make less money. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, like you would but think that would not, click in there not. somewhere. But he might not. But he might maybe not deep down not care. I mean, that's true. Yeah. I mean, know, let's talk about baseball real quick. Jose Ramirez for the Cleveland <laughs> Guardians. Guardians, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he turned down contracts, bigger contracts, and he just he took less money because he wanted to stay in Cleveland. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, it just might be something like that. I don't know. I we're getting way off topic again. No, definitely way off topic. <laughs> oh, real quick before we move on, how about McAfee making a fiend reference on commentary? Did you hear that when he said it? Yeah, about the little kid. Yeah, little kid wearing the the fiend <laughs> that, mask in the front row. That's, that's Pat McAfee saying, I have no fucks to give. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I thought that was interesting. It, it definitely got the fiend trending on, on social media. But what what if, though? What if? Because I, I don't know if I remember seeing that. Like, were they, was that kid there all night, all day? I think so. But what if that was a plant and that was there was a reason that was there? Because when was the last time they let anything fiend on camera? Because remember, they even had a sign. What, what, when they were, oh, for SummerSlam, somebody made this really nice, like, Raiders fiend sign, and they, and it was, oh, it was yeah, being yeah. held up, and they made them take it away. I remember so, that, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, okay, because maybe they're not going to go up to a little kid and be like, hey, take, <laughs> take, take that mask off now. <laughs> but, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, maybe they had that. Kind of on purpose. Maybe that was maybe that was a plant because it was right there on camera. You know what I mean? Like anytime the camera was over in that that section, like and it was just like he was like staring like towards the the camera and so, I don't know. Like I it it caught my attention a couple of times and I almost wondered if it was by design, but we'll see. You know, there's been a lot of rumors and you know people talking about him possibly coming back and resigning with WWE. Obviously, we haven't seen it for sure yet, but. That'd be awesome if that, that were the case. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're, we've gone 45 minutes on this. We got a few more things to talk about, but let's talk um, NXT 2.0 real quick. Uh, so the spring breakout was last Tuesday, and uh, the one thing that really stood out to me was a little vignette they did with uh, with um, Duke, uh, Duke Hudson and Indy Hartwell standing in the locker room without their significant others because they had both been released and they kind of like, were just like looking at each other, like quietly, not saying anything. And they were just kind of like, they were just kind of like looking up, looking up and they're like, nah. And then they both just walked away. And I thought that was the funniest fucking thing they could have done. (laughs) I did catch that. Excuse me. All right. So, and the only other thing, so Braun Breaker defended his title against Joe Gacy, ended up getting the win. So Joe Gacy, they they kind of threw this this rivalry together real quick, and Joe Gacy did a really good job of of generating some buzz and some some you know attention around this angle. Do you think this is it for Joe Gacy in NXT? Do you do you see him being a part of the main roster? Um, I I, I don't know. I guess I'm indifferent. I don't really have an opinion on that. I I'm just intrigued by who lives two like druids and then at the end of the show and then it just went off yeah yeah i guess they did they did leave a little bit of something with that yeah yeah. um i don't know i mean honestly like i said i i i guess see it but like i don't don't know i just don't think there's like 
room for him right now. Like, I think he needs to just stay he, there. He is a character I can see working on the main roster, though. I mean, his I mean, mic skills maybe, maybe alone are... I think are, more SmackDown yeah. does need, need some stuff there. Yeah. So... Well, I'm curious to see if it, we finally start seeing L.A. Knight on camera on SmackDown. I know they've been doing a lot of stuff on house shows, but I want to see him actually be on the main show. You, know, you mean uh, New York Morning? New York Morning, yeah. Because <laughs> they changed his name, even though they didn't. Michael coming in with that fake news each and every week here, here on the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Um, oh, but man, uh, how's this show going to get any uh, views this week? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> The ratings thriller. Oh, speaking of which, okay, we can move on to AEW. First first topic is Jericho giving himself the nickname The Wizard. What a... I mean, come on, man. Why? I don't get it. I love Jericho. I'm the biggest it, Jericho mark there is, and I don't get it. And he even has Justin Roberts announcing him as The Wizard, Chris Jericho, when he comes out. out. Oh, my God. But you know what? We're talking about it. So we guess. are, I guess. But it's just, I don't know, man. The the people that made the memes of the Grand Wizard and had him in KKK garb, though, like that shit. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, he kind of, like, set himself up for that, though, too. I, I, just, I just hope that, like, here in, like, six months, him and uh, Jake Hager, like, turn on the other guys and get three more guys and start another. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. They just gotta keep turning on whoever their group is. Oh my god! The Jericho Appreciation Society. Oh my god, man! Um, those two guys that were that were the two guys. They they still just annoy the shit out of me. I don't, I don't know. I, I just I just wish it was just Jericho and Hager. You know what I mean? Like Hager yeah. be the heavy, and like Jericho go back to like kind of how he was like, you know, almost the start of like AEW. Go back to like. You know the Ray Ban sunglasses, the nice jacket. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, kind of go back to that. Like, and somehow eventually maybe get back in the title picture or something. But yeah, I'm just 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 make Hager his new Ralphus. Yeah, basically. That'd be that. That's honestly the way to go. All right, um, and then the um, the uh, the the Wardlow storyline took a couple of interesting turns. First, we had Big Cat, or, uh, um, W. Morrissey coming out. Um, former, you mean you mean the former Mister Carmella? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the former Big Cass. Uh, honestly, man, he looks great. I, I I give the dude a lot of credit. Like he's got himself in some really good shape, and he you know he his in ring from the time that he was in WWE has improved immensely. Oh yeah. I, I'll be honest though, I did I did hear an interview with him about a week ago, and. His time in WWE, I, you know, everybody thought that he was let go because of an altercation backstage with Carmella. That honestly was not true at all. He was let go backstage because he had a really bad reputation of dealing with with people. And there was something he, he was supposed to do a shoot and something he said was like taken the wrong way or something like that. And, you know, basically he had this reputation of not being somebody that was easy to work with because he was actually a raging alcoholic at the time that he was working for WWE. So he he had a lot of problems, and he even said, like, I didn't take it seriously, I didn't care, like, I was just, you know, whatever I could do, and he, he said he was hiding his addiction the best he could. But that is inevitably what led to his release in WWE was was his addiction issues. 
So that that's that that's honestly is you know, and and he was very very open about it, and he's actually engaged to DDP's stepdaughter, and um, he talked a little bit about how he met her and how you know he eventually he's been a rehab like four or five times, and it finally took the last time because he wanted to get clean. And, um, you know, that's kind of when he rededicated himself, got, got shredded again. And, and he even said that he wants to be a singles guy. He doesn't really have any dreams of being with Enzo or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, good for him. Like maybe it's, this is another example, like another, like, you know, I call him Drew McIntyre's, you know what I mean? Like, you know, hopefully find his way back, you know, somehow, you know, or even not maybe successful in AEW, like yeah. You know, if he stays, I mean, he's he's contracted to Impact so right now, I think. Yeah. So and honestly, I mean, and you know, kudos to him because he came in and put over Wardlow big time. Yeah, he did. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like it just makes Wardlow that much more of like. Of and he this, and he still this. he looked like a monster too. Like he brought mm-hmm. he brought the fight to him, which which was great. So I, I thought he performed pretty well in that match. Yeah. Oh yeah. So now Wardlow is going to get his shot at MJF, but of course, you know, per every single time MJF has somebody fight him, they have to do this whole like contract and stipulation bullshit. I mean, literally, th- I, this is th- this is becoming a little annoying with MJF because I feel like every single person that goes against him, we're just re- rinse and repeating the storyline. He avoids the conflict for as long as possible. Then he makes the person jump through hoops just to get get that conflict in. Washer and repeat. It's the same shit over and over again. It was the same thing with Cody. Same thing with Punk. Same thing now with War. Every big rivalry he's had, like that, literally has been the case for for each one of these matches. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So that that's that's gonna happen, and then. Um, Dude, how about Hangman's promo when he we got on CM Punk showing a little bit of attitude, a little bit of a little bit of maybe heelish qualities. Maybe they maybe he knows or they know that one of them has to be the heel for this match to work. Yeah, I mean, I I dig it. Like I said, he you know he he did that stuff with Adam Cole leading up to the rematch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like he just um, he called a shot too, it. didn't he? Didn't he like guarantee victory? Oh yeah, yeah. So, so like I mean it just it just brings in a different element to it. So I just I just I the outcome of this match I just you know, I think everybody maybe thinks okay, this is you know, CM Punk, but like I, I just don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I mean it's I it's know. up in there. Can, it really is. I can honestly I can honestly see C M Punk putting Paige over. I can too. I really can. Uh but I can also see the marketability with CM Punk as a W world champion though. Like oh, if yeah. I if I'm Tony Khan and I see that people really haven't once the champions have been champions nobody's really talked too much about them right it's always about who's gonna be the next guy if if, if Punk wins it then that might add a little bit of credibility to it and make it more marketable for him so I I can I can see the business side of it now AEW doesn't typically do things the way a business would. You know, he very much operates it as as his fantasy wrestling academy, you know, basically. I think that's... I was thinking about this the other day, and this is kind of getting off topic too, but I was thinking about this the other day. AEW, like, Tony Khan is a wrestling fan. That's like if you and I were to buy a wrestling promotion, 
you know, let's say we were rich and we could afford it and we could buy a wrestling promotion. Because <laughs> right now, like, everybody had to work for free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he he's basically just p- playing fantasy, you know, booking, basically. He's booking it from a fan's perspective, from his perspective, Whereas, you know, when you look at the WWE model, they're booking it as if it's a business. And I think that's why what what kind of gravitates more the hardcore fan to AEW is that it's being booked by a fan. Or, you know, Vince McMahon was a fan of wrestling and he was a wrestling fan, but he is a businessman first and foremost. And he's going to try to make the best decisions to make his company marketable. So I guess that's that's where I would I would question right Are they going to go with the the marketable decision and and put it on Punk or Are they going to go with the more you know the more fan decision And I mean honestly even in this case though even the fans would probably go Punk But I don't know Yeah Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know It's just it's it's I don't know It's it's hard to because AEW. At this moment, it is kind of all over the place. Yeah, they really I mean, are. You know, I mean, once they go through these periods, I mean, you remember like there was times in the early, you know, stages of AEW. There was times when it was like, "What the fuck?" Like this guy's got eighteen storylines going on, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? So they're they're kind of back in that stage of refining themselves. So I, I um, think I think that might also be a. I think that also might be a, a, a an impact, pardon the pun, of having these other entities to to try to put over. Like they're trying to make R, they're trying to make ROH happen, right? So your main event of your flagship television show is the ROH Women's Championship. Yeah. And, and that and that's and that's good. I, I guess that's good because that's a product that he owns, and he's trying to put a spotlight on it. But at the same time, his company isn't reputable enough. Like it's not like when WWE brought ECW in, right? WWE was this established brand and this established company that had a reputation that could help build up another organization. To me, AEW isn't to that point yet. Like, AEW isn't, is barely sustaining themselves, let alone trying to sustain a whole nother organization. I understand he owns both of them, so it's a little bit different there. Yeah. But at the same time, they're, 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 they're sacrificing TV time where they could be building their young stars to put on these ROH matches. I I don't know. To me, it just seems it, it almost seems like they're hurting themselves, and it and it's throwing off some of the momentum of their show. To your point, you know, they're, yeah, I, they're, I I just think like you could have the announcement of buying Ring of Honor, and then but like kind of say like you know it you know just be honest like it's gonna take some time. Within we're hoping maybe this many months or something we're gonna get some stuff up and running or whatever. But to let you know, I do own Ring of Honor, and big things are coming. You know what yeah. I mean, like. And and I think this is a better move if he has a streaming service already in place too, because then you could promote a Ring of Honor show on your streaming service and say, "Hey, we're well, gonna have this special Ring of Honor show," but they're not yeah, there yet. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, they need to be a part of like HBO Max or something to where it's like, okay, all our pay per views are gonna be on here. 
we're going to have, you know, shows on here. We're going to have Ring of Honor events on here. We're going to have, you know what I mean? Like, Ring of Honor could just, I mean, he, he probably literally could find a building kind of like the M- Impact Zone or whatever it is. Like, Impact, I think, comes from the same place, right? Right, yeah. That That's all Ring of Honor needs. But then what you do is you light it how Ring of Honor used to be lit. You know what I mean? Like, make it very black, dark, you know? Right. Kind of give it that mood. And, and and then just you know whether whether it is a place like in was it Philadelphia I think we're Ring of Honor gotta based get, out of you got to get it in the mood yeah. set some mood lighting yeah to at least it used to be I don't know now I, honestly I'd have to probably look into but I, it I that's what that yeah I think getting a streaming service or whatever will help kind of declutter things yes that's what it is they are just very very cluttered they are very cluttered not not that it's a bad thing you know what i mean like it's you got it that's another thing and it's like okay just and i and i guess with them having quarterly pay-per-views they don't they have the the wiggle room to be able to do some of this stuff because they they do have shows to fill because you can't just have the same storylines week after week after week you need a little bit of a buffer so i guess i get it from that perspective it's not like they're constantly building to something. They have time in between each of their big shows to to put to put programs together. So, to I guess to that point, it, it's going to be maybe a little bit better for them. But, but yeah, overall, just it's to me, it just seemed like it's uh, you know featuring the ROA matches or ROH matches like they are right now just just seems to be hurting them a little bit more than it's helping them. But. You know. Yeah, it should it should just be like a like a kind of a random thing, like you know what I mean, like I don't know. But that's what I think they need to do. They need to do that or like if you don't have a streaming service then like then you need to you know I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. All right. Hey, well hey, a couple of quick things and we'll we'll get things my, wrapped my, up. My head's all my head's all cluttered. There you go. Couple, couple quick things because we're hitting that hour mark and Michael didn't make it on, so we're gonna have to put our our, our Letter Kenny promo battle to the side another week. You, you got I another week I, to. I almost, I almost wish I could just do mine, <laughs> and then he could just do his next week. Nah, we'll we'll do them at the same time. I want to get your guys' a reaction to them. Uh, but hey, uh, Hookhausen for or against? Oh, one hundred thousand percent for. Okay. <laughs> It is kind of fun. It, it is weird though because you know Danhausen came out rampage and then Hook pushed them down and then Danhausen was like, "I just wanted to give you these chips," and then threw the chips <laughs> in the ring and left. And then Hook like picked up the chips as if he almost felt bad. And then you're kind of like, "Oh, okay, maybe he got," but then he threw him down, like stomped on him or something. So he just basically shattered that. So it's very like I don't understand where they're going. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I, I will say I don't mind it because it's different and it's it's not just the same old like Hook's gonna come out whoop some ass and leave like yeah adding, adding a little bit of entertainment to him giving a little which, giving a little character to him yeah yeah don't get me wrong I love the whole presentation of Hook like yeah. I, I think it's 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 very um, Goldberg esque except I, Hook. I, how about he blocked blocked a chop with a headbutt? Oh yeah, I mean that was fucking insane. Like yeah, like I said, he, he's very Goldberg esque, except that he can wrestle. <laughs> yeah, and he can he can 
you know i mean like he could probably go 30 minutes <laughs> all right here, how about this one is jay lethal only entertaining when he's mocking somebody um yes i'm starting to think that's the case like i i very I, my exposure <laughs> to jay lethal has been very very limited to to the to this point like i've seen some really cool things with him and flair i've seen his macho man impersonations and i've seen a little bit of his impact stuff he is he is funny though like I, I really he like is that. but heel jay lethal just i mean i just don't like they're not he's not getting a chance to be him though like it, the, what i what he's doing right now to me isn't entertaining yeah i don't know like yeah, anytime he does the flare stuff, and like, I mean, I love the black machismo. Like, I wish yeah. he would bring that. I wish he would bring that back, honestly. But um, yeah, I mean, it just kind of is what it is. I mean, the dude can go. He's a great like in ring performer, but like, um, yeah, I don't know. He is funny though. Yeah. <laughs> he just he just laughs at himself. That's the funniest thing. Like, the whole podcast with Jericho was just him just laughing at himself because yeah. he just knows, knows some of the stuff that he's done is just so hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean he is he is a funny guy and like he he is entertaining, I guess off like on the outside of things, but just on camera, I guess I just since he's been a part of AEW, I just haven't really seen like the what makes Jay Lethal Jay Lethal. Yeah, but, I mean yeah, you have to go back to like like I said a lot of his TNA stuff, like the Black Machismo, Black Machismo, and then like the stuff he did with Flair, like yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all the classics, right? Yeah, I mean those get played on every social media clip everywhere. You see it all the time. I'm, I'm, so. thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that once the if once and if the Ring of Honor thing happens, like like I can see him, yeah, being back on there. All right. Um, now, did I hear correctly? Did they say that the winner of Money in the Bank is going to get a title shot at WrestleMania? That that's what I heard. Was that's that was that a mistake? I don't know. That was because that was their national they, advertisement. And well, they replayed it tonight at Raw. And they said the same thing on that too. Yeah. <sighs> like that's. That's a long time. I mean, if it was SummerSlam, that would be acceptable. And and, and you know what it's going to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? It it takes the, yeah. Which which I can, I guess I can, okay, let's switch things up a little bit. We've done the element of surprise how many times now? Well, somebody had a uh, a theory that, like, maybe they're going to do, um... Two different matches. So basically, you have four Money in the Bank matches. Okay, one, two for Raw, two for SmackDown. To where, or I don't know if it was like that, but there, it was something to where like, um, one person we had the Money in the Bank to where like they're challenging at WrestleMania, and then the other person like has a Money in the Bank to where they could challenge whenever or something. That that's too many matches. Like that's yeah. yeah. I mean, but, I, I can still see there only being one men's, one women, and plus but they were they were trying to figure out another thing too. It was like they said, well, if 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 that's going to be the case, then what's the what's the point of the Royal Rumble? Yeah, especially you if they I mean? especially if they have. So basically, like the Money in the Bank winner would have unless to... unless unless follow me here, follow me here. 
Well, no, because they're going to have a men's and women money in the bank match. Because I was going to say, is, what if... And if you only have one title... Yeah, thing. you have one world title, so it's like I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I don't I don't like that. I, and again, and and plus, it's such a long time. Like it's it's WrestleMania just happened. It's it's <laughs> no. Ju- it's July. So you're you're saying that you're gonna give somebody this Money in the Bank contract and they're gonna hold it into for for basically nine months before yeah. WrestleMania? Like that's a and, long and, time. And odds are they're gonna be released in like three months anyway, probably. Without a doubt, yeah. <laughs> With the they'll take the contract with them to and yeah. it, it'll to vac- vacant will have it again. Oh my god! Oh my god! No, it's gonna go to AEW. The money in the bank contract. <laughs> they're, gonna you're, you're gonna, they're, they're gonna trade in for a poker chip. <laughs> the poker chip that leads to nothing. Honestly, man, like it's it, to me, it's I, I, money in the I, bank. I, just, I hope that's some kind of mistake or something. I, or like, I'm. I don't know. I'm okay with if they want to change things up and have a set time for the match. But WrestleMania is just too far away. Make it SummerSlam. I mean, hell, even Survivor Series. Make it Survivor. But, like, it's... WrestleMania is way too far away for that. Like, it's it's just... there's, There's no way that you can... Unless 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 they know who's gonna win it, it's gonna be like fucking rock or something, and then that you know what I mean. Like if it's somebody like that, that and and that's the thing is like or Cena, it's gonna be Cena that wins it or something like that. So you know, okay, the reason it's gonna be WrestleMania is because he's gonna wait, you know, because he's got movies to make or whatever. I honestly hope vacant wins it. (laughs) Somebody somebody comes dressed out in this all white. (laughs) <laughs> bodysuit hey but there's got to be something though because it's it's at a big stadium real money makes never been a big stadium yeah and i i think it, it it never has been but they're they're also money in the bank is basically their number three pay-per-view at this point i mean it's wrestlemania royal rumble money in the bank like a, it's it is the it's a part of the big i i'd say it's a part of the big four at this point SummerSlam, well, I mean, money in the bank like Su- survivor series doesn't really mean anything anymore no, it, it's I, it, it's I, money I, in the yeah. bank wrestlemania SummerSlam, and royal rumble yeah so uh but yeah i don't know man it, it's just that's such a long fucking time um hey real quick you know we i we live in I, i've told everybody to live in the Northeast Ohio area. Do you know they're May 21st, they're doing a house show at the Canton Civic Center, a live event. It's called Saturday Night's Main Event. Yeah, that's they've been doing those like all over. Yeah. Have I you guess. looked have you looked at ticket prices for that? I have not. Holy shit, dude, they're fucking pay-per-view prices. Are you serious? Dude, front row at the Canton fucking Civic Center, $900. Okay, first of all, <laughs> there are houses <laughs> in Canton that are cheaper than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, you could you could go two blocks down the street to Cherry Avenue <laughs> and, and spend. I don't know, an eighth of that for a much better time. <laughs> <laughs> so, get the fuck out of 
fuck out of here. $900. Not, yeah, like, dude. I mean, it was to insane. To a, to venue, which, by the way, Jason, that's where Jason's graduation was. Yeah. <laughs> we, we walked the aisle and graduated in that building. Yes. It's not very so, big at all. I mean, it's it's literally like they have circuses there. I went to a house show there one time, um, and that was the one that um, that Dana Brooke actually got the tickets for us. So but it holds like four or five thousand. But like, the the face value, yeah. But the face value on the tickets that she got for us, and that was for a live event. They were it was like sixty bucks a ticket, and they were third row. But these floor yeah. seats are just fucking ridiculously expensive. Oh my god! And 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 I was kind of noticing like you remember how Raw used to be cheaper than pay per views now too, but Raw is almost the same price. Like I looked up when they were at at the Q Arena or I guess Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Now I looked up tickets for Rocket Mortgage to go to Raw, and it was priced just about the same as what I paid when I bought tickets for Fastlane. Just yeah, it, I, like it blows my mind. Like, where where are these? T- why are these ticket prices so damn high? Well, I mean, you and I went to Raw what a couple years? What, when was that? Was that before COVID? Uh, yeah, or, yeah. yeah I mean, twenty nineteen, right? Well, we went to. I know we went to an AEW show right before, or, or not AEW NXT, NXT show right before COVID. So but I then I the year, so it was a year before twenty nineteen. Yeah. You and I went, and we sat like upper deck, like maybe first row. But those tickets were like sixty five bucks a piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, back, which back like you know, I think when you and I first started going to live events, we the first raw we went to, we sat ringside. You know, like maybe four, four or five rows back, like kind of on an aisle, and those tickets were only like forty bucks a piece. Yeah, I mean that was back in like the early two thousands, but yeah, it was. Forty bucks to like we basically were the first row of the section, but we were in the corner section, so we were we were facing, we were facing, we were looking at the section that faced the hard camera. Yes, is kind of how that worked, but yeah, it was kind of an odd section, but still, yeah. Like, but even I mean, even so, like yeah. All right, I'm pulling them up on Ticketmaster just to be sure, but I mean, if if anybody else has gone to some of these live events. And you've you've paid some outrageous prices. Uh, tweet at us at Live Your Gimmick. I would love to. Uh, I would love to hear about it because it just seems ridiculous to me right now how how high some of these live event prices are. I mean, it's it is uh, it's astronomical. It really is. But um, so before we wrap up, obviously, yeah, you know, Michael didn't, Michael didn't show up this week because he knew that he was just trying to bide his time. Mm-hmm have another week as champion well buddy boy next week the promo battle is on your ass is mine that belt's coming back to me probably not that one because i'm sure you'll never ship it to me because i took so long shipping to you but <laughs> we will have a, our first two-time gimmick minute champ all right all right calling your shot early i love it and he's never going to listen to this either but our listening audience knows what's going on all right, hold on a second. Maybe, 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 maybe I had pulled it on a different site. So that must have been a resale did you, site. Did you, I was say, did you mistake it for WrestleMania? <laughs> no, okay. That must have been did, a re- did, did, you, did, you, did you mistake it for a Saturday Night's main event? Did you, did you mistake it for the main event with Hogan and Andre back in 88? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so this is what happened. I think I, I, think I was on a resale site because now I am on the actual like ticketmaster site and it looks like 
like the standard are like $25 tickets. So this actually doesn't look very bad at all. It actually looks rather oh. affordable. So this, this this is the part of the show where I should go back and apologize. Yeah, so the city of Canton, but <laughs> I, I I give you no apologies. Go fuck yourself. Oh, you know what? Never mind. Hold on. This is in hold on. What is going on here? I don't want section M. All right, I'll do this off air. Anyway, okay, maybe I was a little maybe I was a little mistaken on the pricing. Maybe it's going to be a little cheaper than that. Um, join, but, join us, join us tomorrow, folks. As we just have a special one-hour show of Jason just trying to buy tickets for Sarah Night's main event. Are they nine hundred bucks? Are they twenty-five bucks? Tune in to find out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, all right. So maybe it's a little cheaper than what I thought it was going to be initially, but still, it seemed like really expensive. But I guess if it was a reseller, then that made sense. I thought I was on the Ticketmaster site, but maybe I wasn't. But. All right. Anyway, anyway, anyway. All right. Thank you guys. Hey, sounds like sounds like somebody lives in Canton and uh, need to make a buck. <laughs> yeah, probably. They need to make a house payment. All right. Hey, thank you guys. No, no, no. he needed to buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he was just looking for that good time on Cherry. Anyway, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the show. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, give us your takes on Backlash or just connect with us in any way. Just pull us up at Olivia. the city of Canton. Yeah, you can find us. <laughs> not us. Or me, yeah. Yeah, you you're you're not quite around anymore. Um but yeah, anyway, uh you can you can follow us at Live Your Gimmick on Twitter, so make sure you hit us up. And uh yeah, that's really all I got to say about that. So uh anything that you'd like to add before I close this out? Um no, I think I've said enough. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, say, I don't think I've said any more. Get myself in any trouble. All right, sounds good. All right, hey, thank you guys for listening to this week's show. For Kevin, my name is Jason, reminding all you smarks out there to be a fan and always live your gimmick. Goodbye, everybody.